continuing on. That's the right word. They were continuing on uh, the eight, um, eight keys to uh, accessing heaven's resources. And we're talking specifically about in some areas of financial resources, but I wanna, I'm trying to work on, the, on a balance side of it. That you know that that, that value of, of of our life around us, it, it loves to express itself through finances. I mean, you know, if we see something that's worth value, we you know we put a price on it. You're like Antiques Roadshow, you know. Well, it's a family heirloom, ain't going nowhere. But what's it worth? Right. <laughs> you know, I want to know what that, that's the value. So we put we put a monetary value on things that are are valuable to us, and. And, and I'm going I'm to say it this way, and, you know, we can uh, deal with it later, but, but, but so does God. I'm not saying that God is buying things, but I am saying that God puts value on things that are important to him. And that it's, it, this, this study that we're in is going to bring your life into an alignment with, with, with heaven's economy and getting used to, to doing things heaven's way, God's way. And um, it's different than the world's way. And so I want, we're trying to say, okay, look at it from God's perspective, not the idea of, of I, I got, my, I got, my, I got my, my section of the world here. And as we're gathering resources, that everything that we really honestly need, it's available to us, but sometimes we have to learn how to tap into it. And that, that God wants us to do this because he wants his kingdom advanced. God expects us to be actively involved in advancing his kingdom. Now, one of the things I want you to understand is that, that there's a difference between uh, prosperity and, and being greedy. There's a difference. God says, I, you know, I'm going to teach you to prosper. I want you to be prosperous people. Prosperity doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean finances, but it also does not necessarily not mean finances. You know, prosperity can be in a great family life. Prosperity can be, you know, great health. Prosperity, there's many things to it. But when you are in that place of, of being very, very balanced, that value is also going to come through. And so, and like I said last week, Rabbi Kirshner made this statement. He says, God's purpose, you know, God doesn't want you to be rich. He wants you to be striving. Because when you're striving, you're going to be placing yourself to where God can bless you. And God is, honestly, folks, God is just looking for an excuse to bless his kids. Well, why haven't I won the lottery? Because God wants his kids striving. Um, if God wanted you rich, every Christian would have the lottery numbers and be winning all the time. You, you, folks, you're not going to win the lottery. You know, you're not going to. But if you do, don't forget your church. <laughs> um, but there, there really are, I mean, while we're talking about, you know, eight keys to, to resources, what I really want you to know that th this whole thing, it's based on relationship and confidence with who you are in Christ Jesus and, and, and his ability to meet you where you are, to put value inside of you and, to, and to, to move you around in the right places to where you can position yourself for God's blessings and for God's prosperity. There really, and hang on to this, there really is no step one, step two, step three, I've completed the program, now I get all the goodies. I mean, we, we approach it from the idea of a sort of like it's a, it's a late night 
television advertisement, you know, buy my program now and learn how to tap into the booming economy of, of heaven's economy, you know. Get into this market right now. The first 20 customers who sign up will receive my new book on how, how, to, how to make God cough up big bucks in 20 days or less. <laughs> Bring a friend. And both of you will receive my brand new CD on, on how to pay a discounted tithe of 7%, but still get a 10% reward in heaven. You know, um, we we kind of have a, a philosophy of we can motivate God and move God around and make God do things our way because we see it done all the time. And God is saying, I made you in my image, and being creative is just naturally who you are. And some, some really, really great things can happen if you'll, if you'll pay attention. We are created in God's image. Um, in Genesis in chapter 1, in verse 27, there's this, there's this passage. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. So what does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean that we are gods or little gods. It means that we are created in God's image. God is the spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. God, being created in God's image does not mean that God has five fingers and, uh, you know, uh, and legs and arms. He's a spirit, and we are to worship him in spirit and truth. He gives us these things because we needed them. He doesn't. Um, but uh, God is so creative. I mean, this incredible God that we serve, he created the, the sun, he created the, the earth, the universe, the things that, that you, in nighttime you go out and you look up and you see the stars and you know that beyond that, 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 that what the star that you're looking at is probably, you know, a million times bigger than our whole, than our universe here. And you, it's just amazing and astounding. And you realize that if I was standing on that as far as I can see, and then that and that one, and then moved out to the next one, move out to the next one, and the next one, that, that God is still there. He is unlimited in, in his creativity and, and what he can do. But we were made in God's image. And we were made to represent God here on planet Earth. And we get to have one of the greatest assignments to, to show God's creativity in everything that we do, whether you are an artist that is putting oil on canvas, if you are a bookkeeper, an accountant that is putting together numbers to create a, a great sales sheet, if you are a, a, a chef that is, that is making, a, uh, making an incredible meal, if you are a, a, a truck driver, if you are a school teacher, there's all these incredible things that God puts creativity inside of us. And he says, you're made in my image. And everything that you do, look like me. Let people see you in, in me. Every man, every woman, every child, when we were created, we were created with creativity. You know, Rick, Rick Warren on this tape was saying, you know, that, you know animals don't pray. Um, I, you know, I've, I've, in the past, and I did, it, I did it again as I was putting some stuff together for today, but, I was, you know, the, the thing that's always fascinated me has been Coco, the, the ape that knew sign language. Did anybody else besides me fascinated? I, I just, you know, I just, I wanted to hug Coco. I don't know about you, you know. I remember one time Coco was, had this little pet cow, stuffed cow, 
and he was you know playing with his cow and, his, and he was signing i don't know the the signs were you know uh, and there's this black cow signing you sign black cow black cow stupid black cow <laughs> but <laughs> but you know he was but coco did not could not comprehend god there was not that ability because he did not have the spirit of god breathed inside inside of her she couldn't pray maybe she could create a little bit but mostly it's because man expected her to do it but we are created as creative individuals and god does not want us to limit that creativity inside of us creativity is it's hard work it takes work to to create something it takes work to to create a house it takes work to create a home it takes work to to create a, a, a an art piece on canvas it takes work to 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 create a a sculpture whether you are you know the old, the old adage how do you how do you carve an elephant you know out, out of a big piece of stone you knock off everything that doesn't look like an elephant <laughs> got to be there folks um, but it, it, it takes work uh, it, it, and it takes discipline see for us to stay in god's image that he created us in it takes discipline you cannot be lazy and be creative the lazy creative people are the starving artists now by that what i'm saying is that there you know there are a lot of creative people that are not serving god but they still they're still god breathed they still have that thing inside of them that that creative creative that creative thing that is there and they're going to be able to create but not everything that man creates is is good and so we have to be showing that image of god on us so that we are creating good you know laziness um unfaithfulness to 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 your to your trade or to your craft um it will kill your creativity whatever your craft may be and we'll talk about that in a few minutes but in in revelations in chapter 4 in verse 11 is a passage that reminds us a lot about our creativity this is at the end of it all it's all done and said this is in the in the presence of god in heaven and here's this this thing that you are worthy our lord and our god to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and they have their being other places it says that 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 in in them you receive pleasure that we were created for god's pleasure the gospel of john tells us that jesus was an active member at that point of creation and he was making things and he was he was speaking these things into existence because because he's god and he's creative and he just does things that way when i was starting off a lot you know in life as a kid i i loved art i've i've always loved art it's always been fascinating to me and i i wanted to be a, a, an artist um and i i did and so i you know started fooling around and i went as jesus calling <laughs> but um 
I, I wanted to be an artist, and I went to, a, to an elementary school uh, in the oil fields outside of Bakersfield. It was just a rare thing at the time. I mean, in the oil fields where we were, there was all these major oil companies. My dad worked for a small, little independent company. But here's, here's you know, Standard Oil, Associated Oil, Tidewater, I mean, all of the big, 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 massive oil companies. And they're paying taxes to this little, tiny school of a bunch of knotheads. And in, in my graduating class from, from eighth grade, we, there, was, there was five boys and one girl. Our prom was really horrible. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I didn't have a date for it. But uh, <laughs> anyway... Um, Anyway, so they would, I mean, because of the, I mean, they would, they, they would, they were always taking us someplace. They took us to art galleries. Every art gallery around, they would take us to these art galleries. They would take us to philharmonics. Everybody had to play an instrument. Everybody had to do something. I mean, it was just, it was just expected of you. That one time they decided they want us all to uh, get a bigger worldview, so they, they uh, uh, put us on an airplane, flew us from Bakersfield to Los Angeles, took us through everything, took us to some art galleries. I mean, it was just, it was just all there. So there was this, this influence of, of, of artistic flair that was there. Plus, I had a mother that was very uh, supportive of it and pushing me towards it, too. And my father also, who was, just, who was a construction worker, but took a lot of pride in his skill in, in, in what he did. And some of the artwork that I did in my younger years, um, it was entered in some competition, and I, I did get some awards in some of the competitions in uh, Kern County and Los Angeles County and Orange County, and uh, uh, most of it didn't get awards. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I really thought that I wanted to be an artist. I really thought, you know, I, that's going to be so cool to be an artist. And I want to I paint. I've got to fire in my soul. I've got to paint. And um, so I, I would do some stuff, and um, I started looking around. I realized that most artists were hungry. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be like that. And so I got this brilliant idea. Well, what I'll do is, uh, you know, I'll follow my, my, my art, but I'll stay in the, in, the, in, the, in the industry, in the field, and maybe I'll be, uh, teach art in, in high school or college, and um, maybe even... Um, you know, uh, get into some areas of architecture because that always fascinated me. So I'll just kind of do both and I can follow my other thing. And so one day I was in, in, in college after I had graduated from college, from high school. Um, and um, uh, I was, I was in, in, in this class working on a, a, a masterpiece. It was, it was just, it was been so great. <laughs> Rodin would have envied me. Um, but uh, you know, I was, I was, uh, it was a sculpture I was welding together, and I was working on it, and, and uh, God had got a hold of my heart. And a couple, uh, a couple nights before, um, a, a person had, had was praying over me, and he prayed a prayer that's haunted me my whole life. And he said, you know, Larry, he said, God, there is a job that only Larry can do. And if he doesn't do it, it won't get done. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and I knew him. I knew his character. And he's a, he was, a, he was a, a nationally known speaker. And I said, okay, okay. And so God got, and I said, okay, God, I'm, 
I was working on this, 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 this piece of art, and I went outside, you know, and God started just beating me up. And so I went outside and, hey, God, what do you want? And I took my goggles off and emptied the tears out of them. And I said, God, what, what do you want, God? He says, I didn't choose this path for you. You didn't ask me about this. I have a different path for you. And I want you to lay down everything. You know, use these, what's in your hand? Use what's in your hand. For me, it was different. What's in your hand? Lay it down. And I want you to go and, and do this instead. So I, I went and I enrolled in Bible school and, and uh, eventually, you know, um, you know, started doing some other stuff, um, uh, working to, to, to get to, uh, into the ministry full-time. God opened up doors and great, some great things happened along the way. But, you know, but in, in my struggle, I want to, I want to, in my struggle along the ways, I, I've never been a good student. Um, I, I know now, I understand now that um, attention deficit disorder was my, uh, was my curse. Um, and a lot of you have kids, a lot of you have attention deficit disorder. And I knew that that's, I know now that's what I had. And then I had teachers that didn't understand it because it wasn't, it wasn't something that was really understood at the time either. And, you know, uh, and what I remember, you know, in going to my high school counselor, and, and Mr. Heber, um, I want to go to college. And, you know, you, Kapczynski, <laughs> you go to college, college is not for you. You know, you need to get into uh, and do something else, you know. And uh, so, well, thanks for the encouragement, you know. <laughs> um, after I graduated from, from college, Janice and I, you know, we, you know, we, we, we'd gotten married so, you know, most of you, we're, we've celebrated our 50th anniversary a uh, couple, yeah, two weeks ago. And so we went on our anniversary and came home. And, you know, sometimes I, I, had, I had worked for Standard Stations. It's a company-owned station. And um, uh, it, well, that was back when, when, they, when they were called service stations. Because, and this was a company-owned station, so it wasn't like, you know, you know, some guy I just you goodbye with. I mean, we had people from the top checking everything that we did. We had to wear white uniforms with a wonderful cap, you know. And uh, so, you know, I was working in this service station for a couple of weeks until school started before I started teaching school. And so I'm working in this service station, and, um, you know, when you're washing the windows, and you had to check the oil and check every, the tire pressure and, you know, so, so I'm working in this service station, and, I, and you know, look, and who pulls up but Mr. Heber, my high school counselor. And, you know, so here I am in my, all my glory of my uniform with my, with my Chevron emblem on my cap. And, uh, hey, Mr. Heber, and he says, Kapczynski. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, I guess you're not surprised to see me here pumping gas, huh? And, and he says, eh. I said, well, actually, being the smart lick that I am, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't wait, you know, well, actually, I, I just graduated, and I'm going to, I have a contract to teach for the Bakersfield City Schools, and, the, and I'm just doing this until schools, and it's sort of like, you liar, you, <laughs> he didn't say that, he was like, I said, no, really, I, I, I honestly, I did, I graduated from, from, from college, and I'll be teaching school. And he's looked at me, and he said, some people really surprise us. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm saying that just to, to throw in, that, you know, moms and dads, support your kids. Encourage that creativity to come out of them. But see, sometimes they're going to be fighting a thing called laziness or lack of discipline, and encourage them to do it. 
my daughter is, is a really good pianist. But there's only one reason that she's a, a good pianist right now. That's because her mother said, you're going to get in there and you're going to play the piano. <laughs> I don't want to play the piano. I don't care. You're going to get in there and you do it, you know. You know and now, now that she's an adult, thank you so much. I don't know how I could live if I didn't have that expression in my life. So, you know, I, I want to, you know, to encourage you, moms and dads, in creativity inside of your kids, don't let them get by with being lazy. We live in a culture, well, you don't want to make your kids do anything they don't want to do. Um, <laughs> but God's plan for our life is, 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 is incredible. It's great. Folks, God's plans for your life is not mediocre. And so you can say, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really, a, um, I'm not really a, a go-getter type of person, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, with where I am, and I like doing what I'm doing. Uh, maybe that is your go-getter place. Maybe it is. And, you know, God's plan is that you have life to the fullest. And, life, you know, for me, life to the fullest, there's, there, there does honestly require a lot of adrenaline in it. And, uh, and I don't know, when God put me and Janice together, uh, man, I tell you what, he put two adrenaline junkies together that, uh, that uh, is really kind of a great thing. She hasn't jumped out of an airplane, and neither have I, but we're not done yet. Um, but, but, oh, by the way, I was, when I was putting this together, this has nothing to do with anything. It's just kind of fun. It was probably exactly 50 years to the day that Mr. Heber pulled into my, my gas station. Wow. Because uh, I, was, I, was, I was breaking it down, okay, we went to Eureka here, we drove back here, we got home here, my contract started, but, yeah, this is about, this, it probably happened today, you know. Uh, funny, another funny thing is, a, few, lot, a number of years later, we were in, in, a, in a mall in Bakersfield, and I was walking down the mall, and I saw Mr. Heber again, he was, you know, and, Mr. Heber, I, you know, he, he didn't, didn't know who I was, <laughs> he didn't, didn't know who he was. Um, <laughs> Mr. Heber, uh, I, I got a doctorate degree. <laughs> yeah. I missed the whole joy of, anyway. Um, but, you know, we, we all have creative gifts. Your kids have creative gifts, whether they're musicians or mechanics or teachers or, or dancers or artists or landscapers no matter what it is. And God wants heaven's economy to, to, to break through and to break you loose into some of the, those new areas that he has in mind for you. Yeah, yeah, yes, non-Christians are creative too. And just because they create something doesn't mean it has God's image on it. But as Christians, and I, here's the thing, I, you know, I want you to understand, I, I believe that everything creative belongs to God, everything. Some of it has been perverted and, and, and messed up. But I believe that all music belongs to God. Um, and, and, I'm, you know, I mean, and some of you heard me say this before, but, I'm say, but, but I believe that in hell there will be no music because all music belongs to God. Those people that are creative that without God are going to be very, very lonely in, he in hell. Those artists that, that depended on the, the canvas, they're going to be very lonely without that place of expression. Those people that, 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 that all, all power belongs to God. 
those politicians that, that got their creativity out of, out of politics and out of, out of moving people around. All power belongs to God, and that power will be, they will be void of any power. And so, so hell's not just a, a bad place. It's a totally empty, lonely place. And heaven is going to be so rich and so full of magnificent things of, of a creative God. And so as, as, as we are made in God's image, whatever I want to encourage you is on your pathway, whatever it is, let God lead you and let God guide you. It, it's going to be great. Um, the passage in Exodus, when God is designing his tabernacle, it's the place that God is going to reveal himself to man. And is, do we have that on the screen? Did I, did I give it to you? Oh, okay, and, okay, yeah. Okay, then the Lord said to Moses, okay, let's go. Let's, uh, <laughs> uh, then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of her of the tribe of Judah, and I have uh, filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill and ability, ability and knowledge in all kinds of crafts to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, bronze, to cut and to set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of craftsmanship. Moreover, I have appointed Ohioab, the son of this guy here, um, <laughs> of the tribe of Dan, to help him, and also I have given skills to all the craftsmen to make everything that I have commanded you. In the, the, tent, uh, the tent of the meeting, the ark of the testimony with the atonement covering on it and all of the other furnishings of the tent. The table, all the articles, the pure gold lampstands and all the accessories and the altar and the incense the altar of the burnt offering and its utilities and the basin with its stand and also the woven garments and the booth and the sacred garments for Aaron the priest and the garments for his sons when they, when they serve as priests and all the anointing oil and the fragrant incense for the holy place. They are to make them just as I have commanded you. So he gives men skills supernaturally gives men skills to make these things and he gives these men the skills to teach others how to do it also. What a God we serve. Amen. And see, see now, now he's talking about a tabernacle, a tent that he's going to be revealing himself to men in. And there is so much to be learned about creativity and, and how God allows us to, to be involved in, in his creativity. And, and he's, but pass it on. Teach other people to, do, to know your skills. Uh, teach them in ways that, because God is definite about some of the things that he wants us to do. But I also know that God wants us to, to pay great attention to all of his plans and his purposes in our lives. Um, there is a, um, um, most of you know who John Piper is. And if you don't, he's a great, great, great writer. And John Piper said, if you are God, your work is to create out of nothing. But if you are not God, but like God and created in God's image, you are human, 
Your work is to take what God has made and to shape it and to use it to make him look great. And so we, we get to be involved in making things look great. You know, God could have just had a tent. Why not? Why not just throw up a tent? Ah, I live here. No, uh-uh. He, he didn't have just a tent. It was full of, of gold. You know, iron would have worked just as well. He did, they, don't, they, didn't need, they didn't need, you know, gold, you know, you know, tw- you know 18-karat gold hooks on the curtains. Iron would have worked just as well. But God says to the people, I want you to start giving offerings to me to build this place. And so they start giving offerings. And they're bringing in gold and silver and bronze and jewels. They're bringing in all these things. And they got so carried away with it that Moses finally had to say, Stop it! No more! No mas, no mas. And what happened is that they had a vision of creativity that was going to take place, and they got to be a part of it. And see, God invites us to be a part of his creativity of creating things. Sure, iron would have worked just as well. But God wanted to pass a message to his creative people that he's worthy of the best. He is worthy of the best. As a matter of fact, you ready for this? God is worthy of the frills. Those stones that I, we talked about, that you read about, they served no purpose. There was no purpose at all for those stones there. They were just decoration. They were just there for the artistic flair. God likes nice buildings. Now, this is true in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, you are the habitat of God. And God likes nice buildings. He likes you to look good. He likes you to take care of the temple. You know, he's not opposed to the temple having some stones on it. He's not opposed to to dressing and, and looking nice. You know, and even, even taking it down to a very, very practical side, and God likes this building too. Yeah. I don't know if you were here when, when, uh, when Hyatt Moore was here. The, Hyatt Moore is the, the guy that he's our art, artist friend that painted the, uh, the, the, some people call it the next supper <laughs> out, out here. Um, but he painted that, and he's, a, he's been a friend of ours for numbers of years. But, you know, Hyatt came and he says, you have a beautiful building here. And, and I, I want to encourage you to, to look at this building with, with fresh eyes of how does a creative God see this building? I mean, you know, oh, it's just concrete and glass. Want to bet? <laughs> no, man. It's, it's made of, of, of stones that are put together. And they build a foundation that's strong and it's, it's going nowhere. It's not going to be shaken. It's not going to be destroyed. It's got, it's got black glass. Oh, it's got black glass. It reflects the heavens and God's creation. If you're at the right place, you can see God's mountains. This reflects God's creativity. 
And this building is worthy of, be, of being taken very good care of. And, you know, we, we try to. And as a matter of fact, we're in a, Pastor Josh is in the process of, of getting new carpet because this carpet has enough coffee in it to start a Starbucks. Uh, but, but, you know, God is worthy of, of, of those things. He's not going to go broke. And, and we want to, to create that place that we feel good in coming, knowing that it's orderly. It's, 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 it, has, it makes a statement. So whatever your place is, I want you to know that God wants you, I'm going to say this and hang on, but God wants you to doll up your habitat. God wants you to, to take care of that place where you live, your home. Make your home comfortable. Make it a great place. One of the, one of the greatest philosophers in the Christian world is, that has existed, probably will go down in, in all eternity as one of the great philosophers, was Francis Schaeffer. Um, in, in, in my earlier years, starting off in ministry, I, I honestly, I got to meet some of the greatest and spend personal one-on-one -on -one time with some of the, some of the greatest men of, of God, men and women of God around. I'm, I, I, Janice and I were talking about it the other day, and I, I don't know why. You know, Larry, we're gonna, there's, there's four of us that's going to be getting together in Ventura. We want you to come up. You know, I get there, and like, whoa, this is the movers. Wow, welcome. Okay. But I got to spend one-on-one -on -one time with, 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 with Francis Schaefer and you, the Schaefer. And, you know, we're sitting there, and he's, you know, you know, he's talking about the importance of, you know, taking care of your habitat around you. He says, you know, when, when, when Edith and I go into a hotel, we travel a lot speaking, and he says, you know, Edith always takes a little tablecloth. You know, we're not doomed to this hotel. We are going to make our habitat in this hotel room our own personal place. We're going to sit down with cheese and crackers and, and some wine, and we're going to make this our incredible little habitat because we want to reflect the glory of the Lord in everything we do. That even eating a cracker with cheese shows the incredible glory of God. If you take those little things and you start stewing those little things, I'm going to promise you those big things, will, they, they will begin to come and, and they're going to come along the line as well. And so I want to en encourage you, whatever your habitat is, Whatever that artistic expression for you is, do it all to the glory of the Lord. Folks, if you are a business person making money, do it to the glory of the Lord and expect big results. Put the mark of God on your finances and you can expect God to, to, to rush in on you and, and you can expect the kingdom of God, our creative God, to give you creative ways to solve problems. There's been times that Janice and I have seen problems that we couldn't solve when we would pray and overnight, God would give us the answer. And God would give us something that was very, very clear, very clearly from Him. Well, you know, uh, the, the human mind, when, it goes to, when you go to bed at night, it just does those things naturally. You know, oh, you can buy that or you can say, I'm going to give glory to God. Amen. I'm going to give glory to God. You can, you can say it's the human brain figuring it out. But as for me and my house, we're going to love Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, being in that place of... Of, of, of your habitat, of your expression of art. You're created in God's image. Don't just do a nine to five and go home and, and watch television. Create something. Allow the expressiveness of God to come out of you, whatever it may be. It may be a painting. I, I, I love, uh, you know, uh, 
original art, one-on-one. I've got, I got to be the honest truth is, I've got so much. My wife got to the place, she kept saying, Larry, when you go on a trip, don't bring any more home. <laughs> I, and I've got, I've got it stacked all over the place. I've got, well, I actually was able to get one of them stuck up back here so that, uh, so that my, my wife would not have to hang it in our house. Our house is full. Uh, I, my office is anyway. I just love original art. I, I, I what, what artists do and how they create things. Um, I haven't touched a paintbrush and oil brush since junior high, or since high school. I don't miss it because God's given me another avenue for creativity, and, and I love that more. Um, I, I love working with my wife on designing our home. We do a lot of design in our home. It's our habitat. God meets us in our habitat. Um, if you've been around our house, you know, I have a, a koi fish pond that they're, they're pigs. Uh, they're eating me out of house and home right now. If anybody wants some koi fish, see me. Uh, or see Doug. I know he's got an abundance too. But um, wherever your habitat is, let it reflect God's glory. If it's painting or if it's gardening. Maybe your, your habitat, your expression is a 57 Chevy. Maybe your expression is a, is a Bugatti. If it is, you're my new best friend. <laughs> you know, my, my heartbeat was a 1963 Jaguar XKE. Maybe, maybe your expression is is flowers, an arrangement of flowers. Maybe your expression is a, is a plate of food that reflects God's glory. Maybe you have an ability to take a piece of ahi-ahi and uh, sear it so it's just perfect and have that incredible reddish-pink color on a green plate with a dark green salad showing through it bright red, bright orange mangoes on the side. Being able to put together some, some tastes that reflect God's creativity. The island of Zanzibar is a spice island. And you go on the island, you walk through the market and you just go, oh, I smell smells I've never smelled before. And God says, yeah, I made those. <laughs> I made those. Put them in your food. It'll taste better. Maybe your habitat of our expression is a, is, is a website that snaps. It turns on and it just goes right where you want it to go. And it explains a million words in, with one picture. Maybe your expression is a koi pond, and maybe it is a book collection, or maybe you're a photographer. Maybe your expression is doing the most incredible job you can do at work. But the Bible says that whatever you do, do it all to the glory of the Lord, because you are created in God's image. And he likes you that way. When those laziness things begin to come in, realize that's the enemy trying to rob you of God's, uh, God, of God's uh, image on you. 
And so I just want to encourage you this morning, and I, as I'm covering education, I talked a lot about it last week, and I talked a little bit more about it, but, but educate yourself. Become an expert in your field. A creative God expects you to be an expert in your field. Be an expert at work, not the ob- obnoxious expert, but the expert that people know that they can depend on. And I just want to, to encourage you, walk out of this, walk down life, walk through life with a purpose. As people see you walking down the street, walk with purpose. I'm God's child. I was created in the image of the guy that created everything. And I get to reflect him and allow life to be full, absolutely full. I have come that you can have life and have life to the fullest. And enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. Because you're showing a dishonor to God when you sing the blues all the time. I like, I like blues. I really do. I, but I got to enjoy them now because there's going to be no blues in heaven. <laughs> I think God's going to have a different way to... Whatever you do, write a song. Paint a canvas. Paint a building. Carpet a floor. Do all to the glory of the Lord because He likes it that way. Let's all stand. Ask the worship band to come to the front. Ask the ushers to come to the front. I want, to, I want to invite you to think creatively. What can I do to, to invest more and more and more into, into my church? Folks, I'm going to tell you, folks, this is a good church. I'm not saying it because I am a pastor on staff here. I've been around. And uh, I know this is a good church. This is a great church. It's a good place to invest God's money. And I, I just want to encourage you is, you know, have that confidence in, in, in this church. I get, to, I get to do that. And when you walk out of here, when you drive around the corner, when you, you know, and, you, and you, you know, look at the black glass. Look at what's reflecting. It's not black glass keeping people from looking in. It's black glass reflecting God's glory. When, 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 you, when you see the, the, the concrete and the aggregate stone, we're all stones here. We're all stones. So Father in heaven, I pray your blessing. I pray your blessing. I pray your blessing on everyone here because these are your kids and you made them and you like them. And I, I pray, Father, for those that have been robbed, maybe they've been told by parents or even <laughs> by teachers that they're stupid and they're dumb and they can't do those things. I pray your blessing on everyone here. I, I, I pray your blessing on, on that creativity that reflects who you are. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Free us from those bondages of negative attitudes about ourselves and cause us to soar in the heavenlies to see the greatness of a Savior that says, I am creating you in my image, and it is good. God, we love you, Lord. You're so easy to love. Now bless this offering that the gospel of Jesus Christ can be creatively proclaimed from this church. We love you, Lord. Amen.